This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Inside the Monster, Episode 7, presented by Odyssey. I am Steve Peralt. That is Joey Capone. And Joey, I just want your immediate thoughts, man. I want to dive right into this. The series was obviously in Toronto. Um, a lot of Canadians were out and about watching the series and, and having a fun time. They were all just randomly during the game saying, A, 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 and it was nuts. And what are your thoughts? Uh, I think my thoughts are best summed up by a text that I sent immediately after the final out. I went to just type a sound, just like a grunt, you know, like a ugh. And I typed E G H H, and my phone auto corrected to egghead. <laughs> so I sent the text to my buddy right after the final out that said egghead. So that's how I feel right now. <laughs> I feel like an egghead. That's totally fair. So basically, after the Red Sox dropped two out of three, uh, as we mentioned, in Toronto, Joey and I both feel like a couple of eggheads right now yeah. uh, watching that that last game there. As always, we start off with the most recent game that just happened. Red Sox fall three to two to the Blue Jays and Kevin Gausman. It's Gausman, right? Gausman, Gausman, whatever, knows, man. Doesn't even matter. He was filthy. And we were talking before we started recording, but Gaussman has a way of being nasty, but it's not like other aces. It's not like blow you away. Like, it's not like really impressive. It more puts you to sleep and it literally put you to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was nodding off a little bit to be entirely honest, but yeah, he's a guy who's, I, I think I'd like to hear from a batter who's faced him to really understand what makes him so great <laughs> because yeah. he doesn't have, you know, slippery movement. He doesn't have, you know, he's not touching one Oh three. It's like, 
he has suitable stuff, yet he puts up nuts numbers. Um, I got to guess, like, Joey. Highly sought I, after this year, too. I got to guess. I got to guess. Mm-hmm. So watching him pitch, and I'm not going to act like I saw him pitch much in San Francisco last year. I didn't. But he hides the ball well. And I also feel like a lot of his pitches look exactly the same out of the hand. Like, I, I mm-hmm. think he's very good at deception and making tricking batters into thinking they're seeing a certain pitch. And then all of a sudden it drops off. All of a mm-hmm. sudden it tails away with a slider. Like he made Trevor story look pretty bad. And story's honestly been, been hitting some ropes. He's been on the ball pretty well mm-hmm. uh, and was in the series, but yeah, overall, man, I mean, it was, it was tough today. This wasn't really, this was also one of those where I was like, so ready for the game. I'm like, all right, rubber match. I have <laughs> yeah. my snacks ready. Like, you know, snacks. I yeah. had, you know, a couple drinks ready to go. And just sitting there, you know, I'm on vacation right now with the family. I'm in Sanibel. I'm recording this from the Sanibel library. Uh, so shout out to them for giving me a room to do this show. And we're just hanging out. It's my my younger brother, Brian. It's his last day here. So we're like, hey, let's, you know, get some some cool stuff in in the morning. Uh, we went out to lunch together. And then we're like, we're going to sit down and watch the old ball game. And that game stunk. <laughs> that was yeah. just not fun at all. And understandable that they make the run there at the end and really should have tied it. We'll get to that in a second. But first off, Joey, I think we got to talk about Tanner Houck. I consistently uh-huh. am impressed with Tanner Houck. And for a guy that hasn't even started 20 games in the bigs yet, I have a comfort level with him that you wouldn't expect because he's he throws mm. a lot of pitches. His control can be off a little bit. But when that slider is good, it is good. It is very good. That one that MLB posted from behind the uh, catcher view, incredible. That movement is silly. How are you supposed to hit that? I don't know, dude. Yeah, he's throwing a wiffle ball. He's yeah. he's a guy who I I love the uh, like super slow mo, super tight shot. I want to watch his grip like as he releases the ball. Yep. Yeah, he's awesome, man. He he's a bunch of fun. Uh, he also, like you said, that confidence level as a fan is really high with him for whatever reason. Like he's super chill. I think that's part yeah. of it. He's super chill out there. There's, you know, w- w- in looking at the rotation at the beginning of the year, there's, you know, high points, low points, questions, this and that, but how never fell into any category other than thumbs up, clicks the box. <laughs> boom. Yep. On. I know. Isn't that funny though? Like, yeah. isn't it, you yeah. know, for a guy that's still what is second year, He's 25, 26 years old, mm. hasn't had a lot of major league experience. Uh, the numbers, by the way, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right here. Brandon Weil on Twitter. I saw this one. Uh, Houck's first time. This is career stats. First time through the lineup, 498 opponent OPS. Second time, 635 opponent OPS. Third time, over 1,000 for the OPS. Wow. So I, I know we talk a lot about the, you know, avoid the third time through the lineup. And it's just true. It, it, it's mm-hmm. something he's going to have to shake. And to the point where I know Venable's in there today, uh, Cora has COVID, even though he's got the vaccine and has the booster. Hopefully he's doing all right. Apparently some mild symptoms. He will not be making the trip to Tampa. Uh, so Venable's in there and and probably just going off of, you know, what the plan was, right? I, I'm assuming, especially for the Blue Jays lineup uh, in Toronto, you don't want to see that lineup for a third time with those fans going absolutely nutty. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was the smart move to pull him. But at some point, Joey, he's going to have to start going deeper into games. At, at some point, he's going to have to be, a, I can give you six. I can get into the seventh. Understandably, he did it his previous start, but that was still a little bit of a bumpy ride, too. So ideally, right. he can consistently get you further into games because today they definitely had to rely on the bullpen a little bit. 
Yeah, and I think the guy to make that call is not Will Venable. No, it's not. You know, yeah, no, I, like, no, that was that was the right yeah. call to to pull him when they today. Did. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I don't know. What do you do? Wait till he's having a a really solid start and extend him a little bit. You, you know, keep, keep him I, I rolling think, when he, or, like for a guy that's in the position he's in. I think he has 19 career starts. Everyone knows the third time through the lineup thing. At right. some point, you're going to have to exercise those demons. You're going to have to get over the hump there. And, you know, everyone says the same thing of like, just don't have him face the lineup the third time. <laughs> yeah. But now you're going to start taxing your bullpen. If every single mm-hmm. time that he's pitching, he can only go max five innings. I don't love that. I, you know, especially with the state of the pen, you know, mm-hmm. we'll talk about Pavetta in a bit, but it's, you don't have a deep rotation at all. You don't mm-hmm. even have a full rotation, you know? So I, ideally he can get deeper into games. Moral of the story, summary of the story, theme of the story. I feel comfortable when this guy's on the mound. That slider is nuts when he's spotting it. And he did perfectly fine today. I thought that ball, Trevor's story went off his glove. He probably could have had it. Uh, having said that, story's been good in the field. You would never know that he's not a natural second baseman. I thought he's been very smooth out there. But yeah, overall, I'll take that start, Joey. I'll take that start from Hope. I'll take that start. You want to talk about some other stuff in the field today? Yeah, yeah, oh, we got it, right? We <laughs> yeah. got it. Yeah. So the pop-up, I believe it's the sixth inning. Was it the sixth or the seventh? I I, I mixed them up. Mm-hmm. I know you got you got Brazier on the mound, uh, two outs, and there's a pop-up. And I'm not going to lie, Joey, maybe it's because I had the volume on low. I didn't have it too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't fully aware that it was super windy today, but you knew pretty quickly when that ball's in the air that it was going into no man's land, and it was going into no man's land fast. Mm-hmm. I don't want the pitcher anywhere near these balls because it just causes confusion. If I'm a first baseman and obviously we feel the same about Travis Shaw on that play. I think we need a little more there, a little more effort, just a little more ownership because Brazier's kind of hanging around. He's not going to catch it. If I'm the fielder, yeah. I'm like, it's not him. It's not mm-hmm. going to be Brazier. Now you have Vasquez kind of backpedaling and it's Which like, I want that to be the first baseman's ball, right? It, it, Vasquez shouldn't be in a spot where he feels like he needs to get out there because Nobody covered home. Even if that ball, you know, had, let's say Vasquez does get it. Like, is there still time? Is that runner still tagging up and heading home? Yeah. I I mean, yeah. maybe. Was, that, was, I, that a, I just, was there one out there? No, there's two outs. No, no, no. So never mind entirely. I thought what you were getting at is if the ball mm-hmm. drops in and Brazier's at the plate, does the guy go home? No, right. right. I, I, is, I hear, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Um, but yeah, there's, there's two outs in that situation. That would have ended the inning. An extra run comes in. And you kind of knew the way this game was going, the way that Gosman, I hate his name, uh, the way that it was going, he wasn't going to give up more than two runs. He actually gives up no runs through eight plus. Um, So you knew that ball was going to be, you just have to catch it. There are certain plays where I don't give a damn, Joey, about the wind there. You just got to, yeah, I know, big word. You just got to catch that ball. You know, yeah. next inning, next half inning, Bo Bichette didn't have a problem with the wind, you know, and yeah. uh, he makes that play. So you got to catch that ball that can't drop in. I hate being the what if guy, oh, if this is happening, but still, it's a pretty simple equation that if that doesn't happen, they could still be playing right now. So yeah, yeah, they'd be, they'd be in inning 16 right now. <laughs> it, it does suck to that. That's, you know, uh, ultimately the, the winning run. You know, the, know. The, the run that makes the difference that that's what really hurts. But you said it in a tweet. There was a feeling right after it of like, oh, that one's going to come back. That's going to that that's one's going to matter, him. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it always in that situation? Yeah. Like there was the right when that happened. I'm like, oh, Sox won't lose three to nothing. 
they'll lose mm. three to two. That's mm-hmm. that's how that's going to go down. And you know, you love the fight in the ninth inning. If anything, tra- shout out to Trevor Story. First pitch hit chases Gosman. You know, he's he's out of the game. He's probably pissed he came out of the game. Joey, I got I got a couple of grapes in this episode. Hit me, Mister Mister Gausman Gosman. The goose, the goose man, yeah. Kevin G from Toronto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop throwing your gum all over the place so that, <laughs> what, someone else can clean it up? What are you doing? I yeah. thought that was so unnecessary. And again, I haven't watched a bunch of this guy's starts. Wasn't <laughs> staying up for too many Giants games, even though I like following the Giants. If that's mm-hmm. Cape League is out there. Every inning, he chews a new piece of gum, and he just throws it and he throws it with a little bit of attitude. I there's don't a like big it. leaguer aspect to it, isn't it? Is it there's like a little big bit time. Of, there's a little bit of you take care of this yeah. in that row. <laughs> and I don't like that at all. There's something about it that he thinks he's Mr. Big Man. And I don't like it's it's completely unfair to the Fenway grounds crew. I don't care you know for what? one bit. You know what I wanted to like reply to your tweet with I couldn't get like a video of it is you're familiar with the Home Alone franchise. Of course, yes. Okay. In Home Alone 2 where he takes the gum out of his mouth and he puts it in the guy's hand. Yep. He's like yeah. expecting a tip. And t- it was that same kind of like, same you, energy. You take this same energy. Yeah. I'm going to have a new piece of gum next inning. and I'm going to throw it at you again. It's like it's what, amazing how, how when a guy is doing well, you can just get upset with him for walking left foot, right foot. I know. You know I know. Dude, I out here like with your shirt guy. buttoned. Yeah. Jerk. I don't like how he looks at the fans when he's walking off. Yeah. You know, I you find any way to get upset about it. But this was the classic. We've seen this game before. You hate being on this end of it. You hope it's more, you know, when it was a Pedro day or a Perez day. Um, y- you enjoy watching it when it's a Sox guy. But it's a classic. Just get this dude out of the game. I've had enough. Like, they yeah. can't touch him. Finally, they do in the ninth inning. It was too little too late. Bobby comes up, hits a rope. 103 off the bat went right to Chapman. Obviously, um, I feel like Bob can't catch a break when he comes up in these big situations. No, it I doesn't know. seem to happen a lot. It happens. I will say that in that moment, I was very much like Bob, just like just sit on a pitch. Just I know, just, one. just fly I, out, just I was fly like, out, Don't, fly out. Sure, but I mean, just get a look at the dude because it was the first pitch swing, and I was like, brother, you, I don't know if we got the luck in our on our side right now to be first pitch swinging like that. Yeah. No, that, that was tough. I mean, it was, it, it was tough. Like yeah, that gets through did, most of the time. No, it does. It does, especially with the infield in. Um, but no, I mean, it felt like one of those games. It felt like the video game where, you know, it was your first time switching it to expert. And you're like, I'm not going to play in expert mode again. This is yeah. not fun at all. Let's yeah. go back to rookie. That was <laughs> sick. Um, so, yeah, tough loss. Tough series loss. Uh, Red Sox score. 1.6 runs per game in this series. Mm, um, that's but yeah, before, I mean, obviously we have we have other stuff to get to, but games one and two, Joey, I will yeah. kick it to you for game one. What were your biggest takeaways? Red Sox win two to one. All right. Obviously, we got to start with Matty Strom. <laughs> I uh, love how much you love. Do you have some, you have some nicknames, right? Yeah. So uh, people were, people were sending me some, I really like sticking with food with him. I don't know why, but it's always pastrami. We got stromboli. I like stromboli. I like that. Yeah. Stromboli really rolled off the tongue. I really like that. You know, what's good about that one is that it like, it starts with strom. Like it's good to start with it. Then boli. Yeah. Cause pastrami takes a second. Like, who are you talking about? I know. know. Pasta. We're talking about, what are we talking about? Um, Bill Burr oh. referred to him as the guy with the Metallica hair. <laughs> loved that. Loved that. that uh, but so <laughs> uh, that was that was game two that that uh, 
uh, Burr was on the broadcast. Was that right? Was that, was game, that game two? One? I mean, they all meshed to me. I have it in my game one notes, but yeah. Oh, so it was it was game one. I think it, it was, was game one. Yeah, it was yeah. inning three of game one. That I mean, everybody loved that. It. it was I knew it was going to be nuts on Twitter that everybody's going to say the same thing that oh man, this is great. Bill Burr's funny because Bill Burr's great and Bill Burr's funny. It was just you know it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Him and Uke and Eck is a dream booth. Just no play by play. Just ha- just have them basically do a podcast. By the way, that's a home run by Kike Hernandez. <laughs> yeah, oh, by the way, the score is like what is it, five to one or whatever? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Let's get some more donuts in here. <laughs> but that I'll was unreal, down. man. That that was a lot of fun. Ob trying to. <laughs> Trying to stick with Bill Burr was so good. Dude, can we can we be honest? Here's the yeah, thing, yeah, and and I'm just gonna call a spade a spade here. For any of you guys that message us, being like, "Oh, you're the official Red Sox podcast," so they're probably telling you to talk about this, talk about that. Yeah. The Red Sox have been a phenomenal partner. They are not guiding us to talk about this, to talk about that. We have freedom to talk about what we want. Obviously, we have a partnership with the Red Sox, so we're not gonna be idiots and be like absolutely crazy. But yeah, we we're gonna break down the things. That you as Red Sox fans experience along with us. Like that's like, imagine how it goes. if we walked away from that series and we're like, you know, they actually they looked great. Yeah. Everything that was, a was great wonderful. Sox and series. like I feel we're, wonderful. We're gonna avoid topics. Like, no, we're yeah. not gonna do that. Like, we're gonna talk about everything. We're gonna break down the Remy celebration. Everyone calm mm-hmm. down. All right. This is us. We're all here having fun. Okay. But right off the bat, Joey, <laughs> with that Bill Burr thing. Yeah. We, we have a good feel for Dave O'Brien. He's been calling yeah. these games for a while. Dave O'Brien is a broadcasting legend. I would yeah. put him in that category. He's been doing this for a long time, and he's very good at it. Yes, he's different than Don Arcillo, but he's very good at it. Dave also, I can promise you, and they didn't, they didn't tell me this. I'm just guessing. I can promise you when Bill Burr walked in that, in that studio, he's like, uh-oh, this better go well. <laughs> you know, let's – because yeah. you don't – Bill Burr's the, the type, and if you've seen his stand-up, He's hilarious, but obviously he'll give you some opportunities, folks on Twitter that love chirping stuff, to get upset at him. You know, whether mm-hmm. he's talking about other gender, you know, the other gender, you know, if he's talking about race, even though his, you know, he'll get, yeah, black, he'll... So it, but still, it, there are some things that happen in his standups mm-hmm. that probably doesn't fit for a early in the game Nesson broadcast. And so I'm sure OB is like, Let's just play fair here. Let's make sure this yeah. goes smooth. Yeah, they're they're just such polar opposite personalities. I am have been an OB defender, to be entirely honest with you. I enjoy just the tone of his voice on a Sunday afternoon in the middle yeah. of the summer. I really do. I think that he I hear his voice and I think baseball, which is like oh, saying a lot. Um, that matters. Yeah. But his personality is I don't think when I watch a Bill Burr stand up, I'm not like, dude, this guy's gotta meet Dave O'Brien. <laughs> These guys, oh my God. These guys, guys have got to hang out. It's I, funny because, uh, Joey, I got to say, like, there were a couple lines that Burr had, and it was great seeing him get, like, warmed up. Because early on, he's just like, yeah, I mean, this is this is sick. I can't believe I'm up here. This is nuts. And, and then all of a sudden, he starts, you know, slowly yeah, What are electrolytes up. anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like, who? what? Bo Bichette? Who's that? Like, yeah, it, it's no, just, I, I love that he, he just goes along with, he's like, what's up with these? Blue Jays. Everyone's all over him. What's up with that? Like, I, I, it's because they're great, Bill. It's because he's got a great lineup. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that he acted like he has no idea. He's like the flatty kid, whatever. And then, you know, obviously Dave's going to go by, you know, it, what's it like being a Boston comedian and all that. And I thought yeah, it actually yeah. went well. But as you noticed, and I don't know if you noticed this. I'm curious if you did. The later that went, 
And the more Burr kind of loosened up and started going into some, you know, ripping Canadians and and really starting mm-hmm. to dive deep into some stuff. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I could tell OB and Uke, also Uke's first major league game in the booth. Yeah, I could tell that they were both like, don't laugh at the wrong thing. Like, let's not let's not get canned for laughing yeah. at the wrong thing here. So that was a part of it, too. I definitely did notice that. I noticed them kind of hurrying along a little bit. The the part that really killed me with with Dave was him being like, like, so I gotta ask, you you, you get on stage, you talk about your wife. <laughs> how how do you get away with that? You know, <laughs> how do you you go home and uh, how are you not in the doghouse, huh? <laughs> and you know that like Bill is like a guy who like normally would. Like again, love OB. He's the kind of guy who would like make fun of that that kind oh. of question, you know? Yes. So for Bill to like take it on the chin and kind of realize, like, okay, like you want me to clean it up a bit and just kind of play by the by the book, which he did a little bit from there going on. But I mean, overall, amazing guest to have uh, in in the booth. He said he was going to come back for the eighth, and then he didn't. I know, I know. I don't know if that actually happened. I'm assuming that's like a hey, I, you know, I still got another inning in me, guys. But uh, yeah. no, that was Bill Burr's a legend. I think he's hilarious. Um, you know, it's it's funny too because he always prefaces stuff right where he's like, mm. like my wife's just one of the guys. I, I know I probably can't say that, you know, but I'm but I'm gonna say it. He kind of like you know maybe gets mm. away with some stuff by you know putting a putting it on a pillow a little bit there, but. Yeah, Bill Burr is awesome. Uh, I got to say, Joey, one of my favorite things ever is to Photoshop a celebrity throwing out the first pitch into the Red Sox rotation. I I did it with Maria Menounos, and then I saw the picture of Bill Burr, and I was like, got to do it. Like, got to do it. The core of this rotation with Evaldi, Sale, potentially Whitlock, and Burr. And there's a couple people. I Those people, man, I'm telling you, there's always just a handful. There's always a handful of people in the comments. We posted mm-hmm. on the IG you know, Bill Burr throws out the ceremonial first pitch in Toronto. There's always going to be a couple of dopes that just don't get it. And they're like, get a load of these guys. Say it. It's obviously Fenway. It's like, dude, it was in Toronto. You're wrong. You're the <laughs> yeah. one wrong. It's like, just read the room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look around and realize other people are playing along. So, like, there's probably a, b- a bit going on. Yeah. Um, there was, like, one person who was, like, needlessly, like, actually mean about it. What is oh, that? No, no, big time. Big time. Yeah, they, no, they it, were it, like, way to go. Way to look clueless on the yeah. official podcast. It's like, bro, take a breath. So like, for those also, of you do one just... scroll on the on the page. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But, but to, to address it, yes, we went into this theory series thinking it was in Toronto. Because there was a lot of talk about who was going to Toronto. Joey. There's a lot gotta... of talk about it. So this is what kills me, okay? And I'm not going to call anybody out. I would, but I won't. Don't. We all have to realize how to use the phrase next week, all right? Yeah. This is what really tripped us up. When the help stuff broke, that he doesn't have mm-hmm. the vaccine and he's not going to start, it was last week, and people kept saying he's not going to Toronto next week. Sorry, it's two weeks. You needed to say it was in two weeks, not next week. And mm-hmm. so you and I were in that headspace the whole time. Having said that, the series that was just played was in Toronto. So, um, yeah, Evaldi looked good. I, yep. I love, obviously, having that top-of-the-rotation guy. Uh, and then, again, man, we, we kind of fast-forward here. By the way, the one random little call-out, I think Bo Bichette tries to look too cool out there. I, I You I know, you got a great name. You got great moss. 
mm-hmm. couple of terrible throws in that game. Take your time, buddy. What are you doing? Yeah, he. Well, first of all, he doesn't have great hair, Steve. He has long hair. There's a difference. I like you his can, hair. Whatever. I you can have long hair and not have great hair. It just looks like he has hair. Can I tell you a little behind-the-scenes tip about Boba Shed? Just a little one little thing that I know because I'm an insider. Yeah, yeah, What do you got? The dude smells like Listerine, like he bathes in it. <laughs> Every time I've walked by Boba Shed in my entire life, I'm like, what? Oh, my God. It's like yeah, it's sweating out of his pores. You're acting like you live next to Boba Shed. Well, I used to work with him. So I saw him, go. I saw him, okay. you know, uh, whatever, 40 times or however many home games there are in uh, in the double A, whatever. But anyway, much more important thing to talk about. Uh, how about like uh, uh, the the ace reliever hurting his knee at the end of that game? Do you want to talk about that? It's probably more important than how Boba Shed smells. So uh, that was scary. Yeah, we're watching that with the fam. Again, doing vacation stuff this week. It's been wonderful. It's so hard to get us all together because we're all over the globe. Uh, the globe in the country, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, you guys are worldwide. Um, we're all over. Yeah, my brother lives in Australia. But no, it was... My dad just immediately was like, oh, damn it. You know you know what dads do? Like, the, ah! <laughs> it was one of those. I don't even blame him because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like... yeah. Doesn't Don't they always look like that no, too? No, dude. Where it's some funky... Sorry, sorry uh lean Family down show. and it's and it's like no it's weird because you see it happen live and you're thinking up oh, this is going to be the there replay we see all year where it's like remember back in april when bob threw it a little behind him great great mm. stab by bob uh obviously he he's got to lead him a little more but um mm. dude hard stopped right i mean come dude, on uh, it's like uh, it's like you want to take garrett and be like dude i know you want to win i know you want to win we want you to win take it easy Take it easy. Like the fact that he like didn't just eat it on his knees either, but like tried, like popped his foot onto the I bag. Like, it's April, dude. It is not, you know, it's not game six of the World Series here. Also, wasn't he doing the classic like, oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Stop asking. Stop. Asking. I'm fine. Like he's like, hold. He was doing that. I, we've all done that walk before. I remember uh, falling off a scooter way back when, and I wanted to play in that Little League game that night so bad. Just walking around like, ah. Everything's okay. Like there's like blood coming through the pants. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not okay. But and you know he wasn't okay. You know that hurt. Now I'm saying yeah. not, I, he was fine long term. I'm just saying right then and there, you know he was feeling that, and he still yeah. ends the game. Um, but yeah, hat tip to Whitlock. I mean, he's absolutely talk about you know the ultimate weapon. You can use him at any point. This guy's going to start on Saturday. He's been your long relief guy. He's been your closer. He's now going to be a starter in Tampa. Um, it's funny cause I had done that. I do the inside the monster 60 thing for the pregame show before each series on EEI and the whole thing for that game was like anyone that thinks Whitlock's going to be a closer is an idiot <laughs> that he literally, <laughs> <laughs> he literally closes the game that, day. but still in my defense, Cora came out and was like, felt like a playoff game. Obviously there's some COVID issues going on, you know, issues happening with the team, and, you know, he wanted he felt like he had to manage it like a playoff game and that they needed a W. And yeah, what better way to do that than to have your secret? It's not a secret. I don't know why we keep calling him a secret weapon. Um, it's just a weapon. Your, yeah. To have your obvious weapon come out of the bullpen and close the game out. So I, I don't disagree with the logic, but I anyone saying that means he's going to be the nah, that doesn't mean he's going to be the closer. It just means it was a situational thing. And that's why I brought him in. Right. Right. Um, do you want to? Do you want to touch on game two a little bit? There, I oh, just a little bit. I only have that a game, little couple sucked. things. Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, my first note from this game, it's not really about the game at all, but uh, that the Remy logo on yeah. the sleeve, perfect size. Yeah. Great size. Great, great coloring. I think it's, I think they nailed that. And then 
the the thing that they had in the corner of the broadcast, the thing up there. The I thought that was mic. great too. I thought that was a classy touch. Yeah. Now I think the patch looks great. I, I'm mm-hmm. I'm big on any commemorative patch. Uh, it really something about it, man. It just makes it feel like a a more important year. The fact that they're honoring them all season is the absolute right move. A hundred percent. But no, I I think it's we're gonna we're gonna talk about Remy and and the ceremony after uh, the series breakdown. But yeah, I think it's one random thing, Joey, that I just love. And obviously, every episode I wanted to say how much I love Red Sox stats. Uh, it's just an all time account. It hit me just sitting on the old couch this week. I never want to know who it is. Yeah. I don't think I ever want to know. Like I I love the idea of just this entity that exists on Twitter that knows of all things that are happening in the Red Sox world and that present them to you in like a chatting with your buds way and that keep it real. And I just love that he's, he, I I've only heard it's a, he, so that's what mm-hmm. I'm basing it off of that. He just keeps it real and, and posts the good stuff. So when he posted the Raffi, Raffi's doing this thing this year where when he dives back to second, he just stays there for like an hour. Like, it's, <laughs> have you noticed that? He just, he dives back like, to second it, and he just lays there and looks over like, look at me, I'm on the floor. For so long. Dude, the, <laughs> the one you're talking about, like after he, first of all, after he scrambles back to the bag. I know, I know. He, the slide back was about three feet short. Yeah. But after he got there, yeah, just whew, caught his breath. Like head in his hands, it's a classic. It's a classic kid move, right? Where like yeah. you look at your mom or dad, be like, "I'm doing a thing." Like, hey. look at me. Look, look at me. He looks at the dugout. He's like, "I'm on the ground. Look at this." <laughs> this is nuts. And he stays there too long, and I love it. Like it's Way too he long. Definitely should be getting up earlier than he does. Yeah, he just stays. Uh, so I thought that was great. What that I didn't awesome. think was great. Dude, Pavetta. I'm a big Nick Pavetta guy. Yeah. And this this has been tough for the uh the Nick Pavetta fan club here. Command yeah. all over the place, walks back to back guys. Uh the hook is just hanging. The hook is hanging now. The yeah. fastball velo is down. You know, AC was worried about it before or after rather his second start. That was his third start. And it just kind of fell apart, you know, early in the game and and the Red Sox never recovered. I mean, Obviously, a lot is to be said about the Sox offense in this series. They score 1.6 runs per game. Uh, that ain't going to cut it. Luckily, no. they sneak out a 2-1 to one dub in game one. But overall, the offense, a lot of runners in scoring position, leaving them out there. Um, just haven't really gotten into that groove yet. I'm not going to say I'm even worried about it, just because this feels like it happens a lot. You know, it's April, mm-hmm. obviously a short uh, spring training. But still, Joey, it's when you got a series like this, Jay's socks, you know, there's a lot of boppers coming up. JD, by the way, seems like he's going to be fine uh, after yeah. the game there. But it just, I don't know. It just, it felt like we didn't get the series uh, or really much close to the series we expected. Not the series we deserved either, may I say. I would agree. No, but I mean, there was a, there was a lot of hope, especially after after uh, a game one, you know, we, we won game one. Am I, yeah, am I correct here? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah. the win. Coming off of that, yeah, in my mind, I was like, oh, so we, we're going to sweep the Jays. Check this out. That's what you thought? Sweep yeah. immediately after a 2-1 like, to one winning game? Yeah, uh, well, that's how my brain works. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> okay. two. Yeah, so that means we're if first in the league. We have a one-game lead on Toronto. So by September, that should be what, a 33-game lead. Yeah. And then uh, they just hand us the trophy. Um yeah. So something did happen. Well, first of all, Pitavetta, just a small little note. His motion's weird, dude. I wrote flick flack. He's like this, like, it's like his, 
Yeah, it, it's not is very it like fluid. rookie of the year, like funky butt loving, where it just like snaps down. It's it's Henry like Rowan Garner. It, it's like it snaps back and forward. It's there's okay. not it's not very fluid. It's a very flick flack. I don't know how else to say it. I love that you're calling it flick flack because I know what you're saying, but it's a hilarious way to say it's it. Like, it's like you can hear his shoulder going like. K-k-k-k. Um, looks like it hurts. I'll say that, but my goodness, um, uh, maybe, maybe there's something in the mechanics that, yeah, we should hit up AC. You see the flick flack that's going on with Pavetta's arm. Yeah. Let's talk about his flick flack. What's, what is that? Uh, so same, um, third, third inning, Trevor story Mm. takes fastball to his cranium. Yeah. What was your first thought there? What were you feeling there? My first thought is that I had flipped over to watch uh, Celtics Nets and I did not see it. <laughs> so I just saw on Twitter like, oh, no, story, story down. I'm like, what is going on here? Um, so, yeah, naturally, you see the replay looked brutal. And he's dude, he's a gamer. Trevor yeah. Story's a gamer. Yeah. And I feel like he fits perfectly with this city. Like, I think Trevor Story is going to be like mm-hmm. a Boston dude. Even it's gonna feel like it this year. It already does. Yep, dude. That was my early season prediction. Was I, I chose him to get the first home run of the year, which obviously incorrect. But uh, I said like he's going to ingratiate himself into the city like no one's ever seen before. And um, my first thought when when he got hit in the head was, oh my god, he's dead. Like that. <laughs> like my first thought was that just hit his nose. His nose is in, in, lodged out the back of his head. He's done. He's dead. If they just signed him and he died after getting hit in the head, that would be awful. <laughs> you'd you have know? to appeal like, to somebody, right? Like, can oh, we... you'd have to appeal. No, we would yeah. appeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you'd go to the courts or something. Yeah. But uh, first, first thought after I realized he was alive is he's going to stay in this game. Like, he's going to yeah. for sure take his base. And he's just like every somebody. I'm completely stealing like something off Twitter here, but it was so perfect. Somebody was like every day everyone's dad is going to send a text to their son tomorrow about this. Like this is every dad's going to, you see story. You see what he did? You see story. Yeah. That could be you, Billy He's a gamer. He's a gamer. <laughs> hey, so when you get plunked in the head in little league, you better be at first base. son. Yeah. <laughs> no excuses. Um, but yeah, Joey, this was, I got to say, there are some of these games that happen this time of year mm-hmm. uh, when the C's and the B's are in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. where you do the flicky do's, right? You go from one channel to the other channel. You kind of forget mm-hmm. the other game was on. And this was a classic just stick with the season Nets game, I got to say. Uh, and uh, granted, we're yeah. also at a at a condo in Sanibel. So it's not like right. I have eight TVs here to deal with. Right. And the internet's terrible. So I'm trying to get it on the MLB package. It's cutting in and out. I'm like, you know what? Celtics are, you know, making a comeback. Let's stick over there. It was the way that Sox game went. It fit perfectly because nothing happened after the second inning. Right, right. Yeah, no, my my note for inning six is who cares? Um, (laughs) I I, want to tell you my setup, dude. I had so I had the Sox on the on the old television on my laptop streaming. I had I had the C's game like with an earbud plugged in to listen to the C's. And then on my phone, I was watching the Otani perfect game bid. Yeah. And I was I was triple screening. Um, and for anybody who does that, I don't understand. I thought I was like, oh yeah, I can manage all this. I think my brain, like, I think my brain is still cooling down from that. I overheated. Double screen's a little bit. tough, man. Yeah, yeah, you got right. overheated. Double screen's tough. But mm. um, yeah, I think that'll do it for our our series recap that happened in Toronto. The Red Sox uh, fall, you know, to the Jays. They lose two out of three in the six, and. Um, that's about all I got for that. Did you have anything else there, Joe? We're going to coming up next after the break. We will talk about the Re- Remy ceremony. 
and uh, you know the after effects. Are do you have anything else from that series? Devers antics are at an all time high, dude. You already you already uh, pointed at it, but gotta say it, dude. He just those antics are at an all time high, and I'm loving. It. He's such a fun dude to watch. I'm and, just happy uh, we also, have him. Maddie Strom is just I'm, great. He attacks the zone well. Stromboli, Stromboli. Uh, coming up next, as I mentioned, we will break down the Remy ceremony after this break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. All righty, Joey. We are back. Uh, so, yeah, the Jerry Remy ceremony happens on Wednesday uh, before game two of the Jays Red Sox series thought it was a fine ceremony. I thought TC did a great job hosting it. I thought Sean McDonough. Sean McDonough is like weirdly underrated around. Maybe this is just me. I, I feel like because I'm older than you. I grew up with him and Remy in the booth. But I grew mm. up, I mean, that was the very beginning. Like it was from age like 5 to 11 was Sean McDonough and Jerry Remy. Mm. Um, and then obviously, what, it must have been age 11 to 25 for me was was Remy and Orsillo. And McDonough, Sean McDonough is just so versatile. Like he can do any sport. He's called NFL games, MLB. Yeah, I feel like he's called a game. Those guys are the best. Those guys are a rare breed. They don't, you don't see him that often. And I feel like a lot of them come from this area. Maybe I'm just insanely biased. But uh, anyway, I think he did an uh, incredible job with the speech. I love his line, by the way, off the top where TC's like, not only is Sean McDonough, you know, a, a national icon, he's also a local legend. And we welcome him to the podium here today. And he immediately just goes up there. And he's like, thank you, Tom. Thanks for reading my intro that I wrote for myself perfectly. Like, that is just so, <laughs> that's so funny. Like, he's just, yeah. he's very good. I think he's underrated funny. Um, and so he does a great job honoring Remy. Obviously, he worked with him for a while. He knows the Remy family. He knows uh, all the, the ins and outs of Jerry. I like that he was honest about Jerry Love getting the hell out of the ballpark, you know, like I, I like how he was able to joke about it, you know, that, that he wasn't just it, everything was incredible with with Jerry. Like, obviously, mm -hmm. he had some, you know, of his own quirks like we all do. And I, I like yeah. that he acknowledged them um, and said that, you know, his wife wanted him out of the house, you know, more. So she was happy that he had the gig, all that stuff. I think that was funny. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, the whole thing. I mean, you had the the Cylon reporters there, the the full time one. So. TC, I don't know if you're listening or not. I, I love Tom Karen. 
I replied to him just as like a giving a hat tip to Hazel May and Jamie Erdahl. That was not intended to be like a, yo, you missed these two. Like uh-huh. I didn't realize until after the fact that he was doing the full time. He was saying it as like, here are all the full time Nesson side sock sideline reporters, but he didn't clarify mm-hmm. it in the first tweet. So I more was just doing it as like, Oh, and a nice little hat tip to these people. Definitely not trying to like, call tc out for you know oh excuse me actually yeah i'm not trying to be the nerd that's like uh tom you forgot about hazel may who was great and i think jamie erdahl was swell as well like i'm not trying to do that but Uh, um just to clarify there but yeah i thought you know tc did a great job i liked that all the full-time silent reporters were there um sam kennedy i think always handles these well this is right in his wheelhouse they have the the legends out there you get Eck out there you get yaz out there yaz doesn't show up for you know, just any old yeah, ceremony. No. So that was a big mm-hmm. deal. Um, but yeah, your your thoughts before we mention the the obvious elephant in the room, the Orsillo thing. I'll tell you, I didn't watch it. Um, you didn't watch it? Okay. No, I didn't right. watch it. Um, I was I was debating going to Fenway for the game. Um, and then when I didn't, I like I, I stayed behind and like I I just did things before the game. And I saw that they were like, oh, if you can be in your seats by 630. And I was like, I'm gonna be home at probably 705. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I did not watch it. Um, I, I, they had a, the, you know, the little clip at Fenway opening day in the memorium. It was good. Uh, a thing there. Good. And then the video they put on Twitter, I thought was lovely. Watched that very weird seeing Remy in the field because he, he had just had the exact same face, you know, the same face, the same it's mustache, like 30 years younger. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's superimposed there. Uh, Cause <laughs> obviously I, I grew up with him just being in the booth. Like I didn't watch him play second. So Isn't, I want to stick on that real quick. Isn't it funny when, cause I, I'm the same with Remy and I was the same with Tommy Heinsohn where like, yeah, I only yeah. know you as the guy that's like, ah, oh, it's not a foul. Let me see the replay. Like yeah. that's, that's how we know those guys. And with mm-hmm. Remy, you know, him as the guy that was kind of, you know, goofing in the booth. Yeah. And so it's I, funny when it's like, Oh, other people know you as a baseball player. I did not know you as that. Yeah. And I had that thought while I was watching with my little guy, we were watching, uh, Uke in the booth. Yeah. And I was thinking like, we're going to oh, have that God. conversation gonna, one day where I'm like, no, no, he's not just an, and now you kidding me? The Greek God of walks. You kidding? You never heard that? <laughs> Joey, I got to say, yeah. that's a, that is a great comparison because that's exactly what it is. If Yuke mm-hmm. ends up doing this for a while. Which I hope he does. I would agree. I thought he had a great first weekend. Uh, the rally donuts thing with Monaco was hilarious. Mm-hmm. If he ends up doing this for a while, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. That you're going to be the guy that you're going to be the old guy that's like, I remember seeing him. You know, yeah. right with the weird stance and uh-huh. all that stuff. And he, yeah, he play, I'll, I'll be standing third. up doing it too. I'll yeah. definitely be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And Sebastian's like, I don't stop this. Sit, sit, stop. <laughs> cool, dad. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm playing my game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we get to the obvious uh, of, of Don Orsillo not, not, not being involved. I mean, obviously they, they did the video montage on the big screen and that had some, Remy and Orsillo moments. It wasn't like it was a sotful for those on the biz. It was more of just like a, you get the video and an instrumental under the whole thing. Um, and I, I do, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there talking with my dad about it. I'm like, ah, oh, it is a little bit odd that there was nothing about Orsillo and that there was no video. You were kind of waiting for it and then it didn't happen. And mm-hmm. I think the tough part with this is that you don't, I, anyone listening, anyone that's been on Twitter I would say don't rush to judgment before you know all the time and effort that went into this ceremony. I feel like we see ceremonies like this and we just ex- 
expect them to be great because the Red Sox, I think, are really good at ceremonies. And we don't factor in how much time goes into getting everybody there and lining up how it works and that there is an order of events and how these things have to go. Now, having said that, I think you have to have Don as part of this. I I think he obviously needs to be involved. I mean, he was the, you know, he was Remy's guy. He was his his co-host of the games for 15 seasons. And when you think of Don, uh, you think of Jerry. I think of Jerry. I think of Don. That's just kind of how it goes. I think looking back on it, both sides would obviously have not wanted this to happen. Um, It's a situation where you don't want it to overshadow the ceremony. I thought the ceremony was great. But I think, Joey, I think it's just an unfortunate situation. I'm not flipping out about it. I know a lot of people are upset. I'm sure Don's not pumped. I'm sure people behind the scenes have put a lot of effort into this ceremony. Don't want this to overshadow it. So I hate to see, I hate to be that like, I see both sides guy, but I do. So I'm not going to lie about how I feel about it. I do see both sides. I, yeah, I mean, just to be as honest as, you know, just as, as blunt as I can here. There was room. I think there was room to include the video. Of course. I do. I think there was room. I think both sides would say that now too. Like, I I think it's easier when you're done with the ceremony and you're kind of looking back, you know, bird's eye view. Oh yeah, we probably we could have put a video in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I think I think that would have been nice. I think that would have been the right thing to do. There's no changing it right now, yeah. but uh, it it for sure left a, a sour taste. And I wanted a, a a solid explanation that left me feeling better than the one we got. I kind of we kind of just got an explanation that was like, hey, it just didn't work out. We just didn't put it in there. Yeah, um, I mean, it was it was tough. You know? hey, it was at the end of the day, you know, you want Don to be more included in that. Um, I mean, I I can't. I can't say enough of the impact that Don Orsillo uh, had just on me as a Sox fan. I'm sure you as well. And, and yep. a ton of people listening like Don Orsillo is why I wanted to get into this. Like Don Orsillo was a guy that I saw. Oh, okay. You can be funny. Mm-hmm. You can be yourself. You don't have to be this like, and the pitch, it is a swing and a drive. Like you can be, mm-hmm. you can loosen up. And if the Sox are crushing the angels and it's mm-hmm. midnight, you can talk about the date that's going on and the bleachers. Yeah. Like it's, I like that that's an option and that he made it mm. so clear and he became such an important part of, of Red Sox nation. I, to me, he, he and Jerry were the faces of Red Sox nation and I throw TC in there too. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're totally right, man. And he, they added a whole other layer to the, the, to the Red Sox, uh, as a, as a whole, you know what I mean? That like this kind of other l- layer of, um, adding to like the ethos if you you know what i mean like the whole world the yeah. whole red sox universe when you and i met in uh we met in like 2017 like i i just was like hey steve i listen to your show i, love the I show. really like your show dude that's how i sounded <laughs> you said it just like that i was yeah. like who is this dude? it was before i got my vocal surgery <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. um yeah, you were 12 yeah, yeah i was 12 years old and uh you and i talked about here comes the pizza within yep. like 90 seconds of meeting each other. I don't know how it came up exactly, but I do remember like you and I doing the like, yeah, here comes the pizza. Here comes the pizza. Yeah, yeah I, I just love the minutes, you know? It's the here comes the pizza thing. And I, I know all good things or all viral things sometimes right. can get a little overdone. I've never mm-hmm. felt it with the pizza thing, man. Every mm-hmm. time I see here comes the pizza, I laugh. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's more than I saw than I laughed the first time. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a classic. Like it never gets old. Like I could watch that forever, and it's super funny. I'm glad that it was referenced in the ceremony. Yeah, and 
it's an all-time clip. I mean, people have done the amount that that's been watched, dude. That was 07, which blows my mind. It's been yeah, 15 wow. years since the pizza toss, and I genuinely can't believe it. But Was that the same season as the, the boob grab? I don't know, honestly. That's that one that one, doesn't come up in the montage. That's an underrated one. It's a little bit. That's more PG-13. Um, but that one, I mean, that one's all time because it was... I remember Andrew they Miller's tried to on the, be silent about it. They tried no, to Andrew Miller's like, on the mound and Nick yeah. Markakis is at the plate. And it was just silent. It was like you, you hear like the zoom because like Nesson HD was like coming up like their little promo yeah. and then zoop and still nothing. And there are pitches happening and there's an at bat going on. And it's just <laughs> it just giggles. And then like Don tries. He tries, man. I'll give him credit. He goes, yeah, the two two. He's going to get it out. He's like, I can't do this. They're like, I think we got to toss it down to Heidi. <laughs> it's such, there's so many like great moments like that, like the giggling and the like them trying to keep their composure. We've talked about it before. The late nights, the Ness and late I know. night was great. You know, going into I mean, the 11th, 12th. When he's like, this used to be a family show. That was so, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's so good. But that's yeah. just like, obviously people are upset about this element of it understandable i hear you i hear you we got you we got you trust me loud and clear don't want to lose sight of the importance of the ceremony of how much that goes into putting these together and also again joey i'm gonna celebrate the good times man i've been watching don and jerry clips for months now i I gotta say since jerry passed there's there's a lot of times as a Sox person as a Sox fan where you miss him and and you miss you know, how much he meant to the culture here and a great way to just kind of get down a rabbit hole of YouTube clips is just typing in Don Orsillo, Jerry Remy. And it's, it can put you in an immediate great mood. Like for the, mm-hmm. it's basically, I treat it like office bloopers, yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. office bloopers and Don and Jerry moments to me are like the greatest things for pick me ups. They're just, yeah. you know, always puts you in a good mood. So like what YouTube is built for. Yeah. That's that's they actually say that in the YouTube statement. They're like, the only reason we exist is for Don and like, Jerry and office, office bloopers. bloopers and Don and Jerry highlights. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah I think it's probably yeah. going to be it's probably, I think it's probably going to be like midseason for me where I kind of stop at the beginning of the broadcast thinking like, oh, like who's in the booth tonight? And like not having Jerry in my Rolodeck of who whose face is going to pop up, you know, not having think, Buenos yeah. Noches Amigos has been tough. Yeah, yeah. Nobody else is going to do it, though. Don't you do no, it? God, no, God, no. No. They would never dare no. do that. Shout out to TC. I thought that was a nice touch. At the end, he's like, you know, and for one final to Buenos Noches, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think I think I think that'll I think that'll do it for that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, it was uh, a big topic and, and something that people are talking about. So that's what we talk about, Joey. Uh, coming up next, we have a Red Sox Rays series preview. I care so much about this team that I flew down here just for this series. It wasn't a family vacation, Joey. No. It was just because I love Tropicana Field. That is coming up next. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All righty, we are back. It is time to preview Red Sox Rays. Joey, your thoughts mm-hmm. on Tropicana Field. What a perfect name for such a armpit of a ballpark. It's the only time I would use the word perfect affiliated with Tropicana Field. <laughs> uh, because orange juice is always something that you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could go. yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, there's there's orange juice available here. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll get some. And then you're like, it's never, you're like, ah, oh, hmm. I guess, I mean, it is baseball, but there is also like a lot of pulp in my mouth. I know. You know? Yeah, Tropicana Field is very pulpy. <laughs> yeah, it's like pulpy <laughs> orange juice. You're like, I guess, like. It's the morning at a hotel. Like I could, yeah, sure. Fresh squeezed juice. How great! It's pulpy uh, and it's past its pulpy. expiration date. That's yeah. that's what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So I know you got the pitching matchups coming up real quick, but yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to go back, man. Last time I was at Tropicana Field was in 2002. It was exactly 20 years ago. We saw. I I don't know if we saw Pedro pitch or not. I forget. Um, I remember I got Shea Halenbrand's autograph, and I was so pumped. I was like, this is the coolest thing of all time. I was a big Shea Halenbrand guy when I was mm-hmm. 12 years old. But, um, yeah, I remember hating it then, and it was a new park. It was new, and I, you know, I'm still a kid playing Little League ball, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, Dad, does this place stink? <laughs> like, is this, <laughs> is this just brutal? And it is it is what it is. I mean, you can embrace know, stink. You know, Honestly, you can, I like domes, though. I like domes. Yeah, but not the ones the same color as the ball. Anyway, we're not going to do a whole thing on Tropicana yeah. Field. I'll be yeah, putting yeah. some content up for yeah, yeah. the ITM page and the old personal this weekend. But, Joey, we will start our series preview with the pitching matchups. Okay, folks. It is a three-game series in St. Petersburg, Florida against the St. Petersburg Rays. That would be hilarious. The, why are they called Tampa Bay Rays? We don't know. There's also no town named Tampa Bay. It's Tampa. Anyway, yep. uh, 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 game one is going to be Michael Waka versus Corey Kluber. Ever heard of him? Did you forget he was on the Rays too? I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Michael Waka comes in with a sub one ERA this year. Um, game one, he went four and a third. And game two, he went a full five uh, with no earned runs in that game. Comes in with a point nine six ERA. Corey Kluber. Comes in with an ERA of 1.8 after his first nine and two-thirds. Kluber throws a curveball, cutter, sinker, and sometimes mixes in a changeup. Game two of this series is a little... Get ready for this. Funky. Funky. It's a 6-10... 
Okay. It is also Garrett Whitlock's presumed first major league start. Garrett Whitlock, as of right now, has a .93 ERA in his first nine and two-thirds with a .62 whip. Who will be on the mound for those Tampa Rays? No one knows. They have not announced it. Really, really, really funky kind of setup we got going on here. Game three is going to be Rich Hill versus Shane McClanahan. Rich Hill's coming off a rather tough start from Marathon Monday. Everybody had pretty high hopes for it. Didn't go all too great, but we're all pulling for Rich in game three. Shane McClanahan does not get hit too hard. However, Bobby, Devers, and Kike all are hitting over 330 lifetime off of them. That is your series preview. Steve, back to you. That is your, you, you do that a lot. That's the pitching matchup preview. What did I call it? You always say that's the series preview. That's what I write down. All right, that'll do it. It's a pitching um, preview. Well, it is part of the series, whatever. It's part, it's part yeah, of the series not, preview. Yeah, fair. Close enough. Um, weather update. Weather update. And it is the right territory. This is for St. Pete. And Friday night. Yes, again, folks. Again, for you listening, if you're a rookie here, if you're a rookie to listen to the weather update, we do weather updates when it's a dome. It's to let the people know that are going how to dress for when they're outside of the dome. Mm -hmm. So Friday night, it is going to be low 80s. Saturday night, it is going to be low 80s. Sunday afternoon, it is going to be low 80s. And it's not going to rain this series. There's a 10% chance on Sunday, but I think we're fine. And I think it's going to be totally fine. I will be showing up per usual in my Roosevelt shirts. And I'm very excited to have a fun old time at the ball yard in Tropicana. Joey, real quick. Yep. Just a couple series predictions for us. I don't yeah. know if you got any. I got a couple myself. Uh, my first one I wrote down here is I'm going to hate the trop again. That is, that is the first one. Secondly, Everyone says Whitlock. I, I can promise you that on Saturday, everyone's going to be saying, and they're going to think it's a bold take, that Garrett Whitlock should be in the rotation after the start he has on Saturday. Just so you know, little Billy, everyone's going to be tweeting it, so you ain't going to be original. Uh, last one I have, Trevor Story. I think he hits his first home run as a member of the Red Sox in this series in the Trop. And Joey, I swear to goodness, if it is off of one of those rings, I'm going to lose my damn mind. Quick quiz. Which ring is a home run? The third one? I don't know. Nobody <laughs> knows. They change it. I don't know. I didn't have the answer. I don't know either. I just get pissed off equally every time it hits a ring. Uh, yeah. Any predictions for you? Uh, Yes. I think Whitlock gets crushed. I think he goes one and two thirds. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think the Sox. We haven't been doing this about like predicting wins and whatever, predicting uh, series outcomes. Oh yeah, we should be doing more of that. I think Sox two out of three. I think two out of three as well, and I'll even tell you which two out of three, dude. I think it's games two and three. I think uh, Corey Kluber is is looking great. I think Waka has been real hot to start, uh, but I mean a Whitlock start and Rich Hill in Florida, a forty year old man in Florida, forty two. 42-year-old man in Florida? You think he's not going to feel at home a little bit? Come on. I'm telling you. That's uh he's going to feel at home on the streets and then once he gets to the park. Everyone everyone says age. Yep. Shorts weather, shorts weather. Uh yeah, that that's my that's my take man. 2 out of 3. It's going to be those second two. I would love to know who's pitching 
in in game two. Six ten. How do you feel about a six ten Saturday evening game? I don't hate it because the C's uh, game three is at seven thirty on Saturday. So mm-hmm. going to give a little more time to maybe see the second half of that game. Um, yeah, that is that is all. That is all for the series preview. Uh, once again, I've said it eight million times. I'll be in Tampa if you're there. Let's have a, let's have a party. And looking forward to it, Joey. It's time for sliding the DMs. I re- can we please get a no? All, all it would all it takes. I know. I know it would be really easy. Then why not? I do it. I do the sound. Anyone listening, if you have a good, authentic, like, baseball player sliding sound effect, yeah, send I'll tell you it what on you over. Can do. I'll tell you what you Joey. can do with that sound. <laughs> what, what are you going to say? Yeah. I'll tell you exactly where to put that sound. Put it in Joey's email. <laughs> That's where you should put it. Um, all right. This comes in from Ben. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ben. What's going on, man? He goes, T-shirt ideas in the Red Sox font, preferably green shirt with Red Sox letters. You know the font, but... You do, you do, you. Um, he's got ideas for our shirts. Okay. He says, "All right, these are the ideas." Okay. Smell the grass. Pass. Okay. Uh, the second one is second beer. Love that. Maybe uh, these are more themes, I think, and then we just have to make them look good. Next one is funky. I think funky could be on a shirt. Funky could be on a shirt. I like, I like second beer on a shirt. I like, se- I like funky on a shirt. But you almost gotta like. Put like F asterisk NKY. That's I think that's the see that's the thing. I think these that's a great idea. I think these need something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh then he says ITM. I think we, we do need just an inside the monster, just like a normal with the logo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Know. Oh, people want merch? A hundred percent. People have been asking for merch. He oh, said oh, food oh. reviews. Food reviews on a shirt would be interesting. I don't know what yeah. that would look like. Yeah. Um, and he goes, if one of these gets made. He's a size large. Ben, if, if these get made, we'll send you a shirt. So we'll send you a shirt, Ben. There you go. This comes in from the real Connor Fitzy. Hey, Connor. He goes, the San Diego Padres are apparently going to have a Motorola sponsorship match. That should say patch on patch. their uniforms mm-hmm. next season. If you could pick any non-baseball related patch for the Red Sox to add to the unis, what would it be? Hmm. Doesn't have to be for a company because if it was, it has to be. Nope, oh, no free ads. I'm not going to say what he said. Uh, hmm. A local. That's uh, tough. Wait. So now am I not supposed to say a company? Now you want you want me to say something that's not a company? Yeah, say something that's not a company. They should wear a patch that memorializes the late Jerry Remy. That would be a good idea. Hundred uh, percent. They um, should have a I'd... patch about Mac Weldon. <laughs> I thought, okay, I, I, you're not reading something. Okay, I thought that was a lead-in. All right. Um, no, I don't know, dude. I don't know. What would, what would, I'm trying to think. You got to go with, um, like, a, a company that matches your color scheme. You know what I mean? I think the Motorola patch actually looks good on the Padres. Um, I loved when the Celtics had the GE because it kind of looked like a shamrock a little bit. Um, Connor, I just don't have an answer for you, dude. I'm so sorry. That's totally fine. It was a solid question. I, I would be fine with just a patch of a slice of pizza. <laughs> All right. This comes in from Alex. A bumper sticker that says, like, baby on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on baby <laughs> on board stickers. Like, okay, I'm going to be all safe. I'll back hit here. another car then. Yeah, I know. I was going to ram into you, but you got a baby in there, so I'm not going to do that now. Oh, those people are a specific kind of get the hell out of my face. All right. This comes in from Alex. What up, Alex? 
Alex goes, here's a question for you. If you had four magic tickets to any Red Sox game, which game are you going to and who are you bringing? Any game, any people alive or dead? Love Whoa. this one. Love Abraham it. Lincoln, Kurt Cobain. Uh, <laughs> I'm bringing all of them. Uh, JFK is coming. Yeah. Just <laughs> bringing a bunch of dead presidents and I'm bringing them to 2022 and I'm just freaking them. I'm showing them my smartphone freaking and watching out. their brain melt. Joey, let's, let's, what we yeah. should do is we should be unified on the game. What game do we want to pick? I have one in mind. Uh, game four, oh, four ALCS. I had like, game five, but let's go with game four. Let's okay. go with game four. Yeah, I, I, the, the, the Robert Steele is like the Robert number one Steele. moment let's I wish go, I was we're, present We're going for, with the Robert yeah. Steele game, and who are you bringing? Oh, gosh. Well, it's yeah. three other people. It's you and three other people. I'm bringing... Um, um, oh, you know what, dude? My grandfather was a huge Sox fan. Yeah. Uh, and he died in April of 04. I'd like to bring him, and I'd like to... Ask him to get me a water or something because he was kind of, and I'd like him and then come back and be like, sit and be like, yep, you missed it. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Kurt Cobain and uh, Jim Morrison because, uh, I don't know. Why not? Because <laughs> I'm the spot and that's what I got. All right, that's fine. Um, to game four of the 04 ALCS, I am bringing my dad. Mm -hmm. uh, I think my brother Dan was at that game and I'm still salty about that. So I'm bringing my dad. I am bringing, uh, uh, let's see, who else am I bringing to that game? I'm bringing Babe Ruth because that would just be hilarious. <laughs> and then I'm also bringing um, Bill Clinton. <laughs> that's actually a that's actually a vibe, bro. I, I, feel like, I feel like getting down with Bill at the ballpark would be something. If I'm there, handsome, handsome Willie. If I'm there with my dad, Babe Ruth, and Bill Clinton, are you 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 telling me I'm not going to have stories from that game? <laughs> like, obviously, we're going to have some stories. <laughs> so that's what we're doing, Alex. That was a great that was DM. a great one. Yeah. Uh, this comes in from Haley. Hi, Haley. If Fenway could add one food item of your choice, what would you want them to have? Oh, dude, I have an answer for the Dilly Dog. I love the Dilly Dogs. Do you see these? I don't think so. So it's like a pickle on a stick, right? I've gotten one of those. You were there yeah. for it. Yeah. But then it's, uh, wait, no, I missed a vital part. It's a hot dog on a stick that is That's then different. around a pickle and then like cornbread around. So it's like a corn dog that also has a pickle inside of it. Okay. It's That's unbelievable. Fair. I've made them myself. And uh, I've seen them like on on TikTok and whatever at, at ballparks. I think they're big in like uh, Pacific Northwest. So I think it's like uh, like a Seattle thing. I think they have them there, and then maybe in the Bay. But would love for Fenway to bring those. They did. They do have the test kitchen out in right field where you can get some funkier food at Fenway. But uh, maybe add the Dilly Dog to the list. All right, yeah, that's that's a really good one. I'm gonna let you take that one, but I just want to use this time to talk about whatever that mustard was that was at Fenway. Um, what is it called? Like Bavarian? What uh, it was, was Bavarian mustard? I'm getting what the feeling, Steve. Stuff, dude? I'm getting the feeling, Steve. Are you, do you have like six foods that you eat? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Didn't already know that. No. Well, Didn't we go I definitely tell together? like, you like, <laughs> I know you like chicken tenders. I know you like diet Coke and I know you like honey mustard. <laughs> 
And I'm burgers. starting to feel like that's all you like. <laughs> I'm a whale, dude. This is all I'm doing. I've had DQ for lunch like every day. <laughs> dude, you would not stop talking about Dairy Queen when we were in. I know. Well, it's because it's sentimental. Florida. We used to go all the time. There's, it's like the only franchise restaurant that's but, in Stanville. But you were freaking out about this mustard. Dude, the Bavarian mustard like not the craziest thing in the world. It's not like no, I, I'm like, just saying like it's horseradish. Or no, I, I just think I mean? it's I just think it's gross. And I know last year. They had honey mustard. So if you're trying, Joey, what? All right. I'm saying two separate things here. What I'm really trying to say is don't tell me that they replaced honey mustard with Bavarian mustard, because if they did, I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to go loco crazy if they do that. So anyway, that's all I got. This is the last DM of the day. All right. What's up? Comes in from Tibbs. What he goes, up? hey, guys, big fan of the podcast so far. My question is, what position player, past or present, do you think you would have the best chance of getting a hit off of? Oh. <laughs> it's just so not where I thought were, that question was going. Okay. Um, you're I at the my, bar. I, what I former position player do you think you could get their number? No, ma. If you really, <laughs> no, ma. No, if you really hit on them. No chance. Um, um I got mine. Gosh. Uh, yeah, you go first. I could I could easily get a hit off of Pablo Sandoval. I, I don't I don't see any real God. problem there. What yeah, is got? he is he touching sixty? I I just know that it's slop. That's all I know. What do you got? Yeah. You know, I'm gonna go with the first name that came to mind, but it's a terrible, terrible pick for for this question. Um I'm going to go Coco Crisp now. Coco Crisp now. Okay. Now. Okay. That's just because he's just because he's the first person who came to mind. No other reason. No, that's that's totally yeah. fair. I mean, I, I, I kind of want some better logic maybe than just the random name that just popped <laughs> into my head. Uh, I mean, the thing is, like, there's some there's some pride in that. You know what I mean? Like, if I chose, like, like Sandy Leone, it's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like Johnny Damon might be a good answer. Yeah, I think Damon. I could see. Yeah, but like, there's something about Coco. You know, there's something about the fa fact that he was like an outfielder with an arm that is yeah. like, like to get a hit off him. There's some respect to it. You know. Okay, no, that's fair. If you're going the respect level, then that's fair. Yeah, um, I think that's like he's like the best player that I could get a hit off of. But today, okay, and that's me fair. and my nine-year-old friend. All righty, that'll do it for the slide in the DM segment. Folks, we are wrapping it up today with closing thoughts. Joey, do you have a closing thought? Um, two short ones. Okay. Uh, one, Angel Hernandez doing the uh, giving the ball to JD to give him the walk because Kikuchi licked his fingies. Big Kikuchi. Yeah, that I, was hilarious. Big Kikuchi. I loved that moment. I loved that moment. I loved that Angel had the spotlight off of him for a moment because he was at first that game and was like, no, 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 no. Joe was... West is out of the league. It's the, it's the angel show, baby. <laughs> it, you better show up. I loved that. It's just so on brand. God bless him. It is. Um, the other thing is Uke. Uke loves, Uke has a line. And um, it's very much a, like, if you're playing like a, a, a Red Sox drinking game or something, or just a bingo card game. This would, this has got to get on the Uke bingo or the Nesson bingo card right away. Um, Uke says like, looks the same on the score sheet for 
a hit, like a hit that barely gets through or a blooper or a whatever says it like, and he'll say it like three times when he does say it You're like, Hey, yeah, I mean, on paper, Hey, that, that's, that's a shot to left off the high off the wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, on paper, it all looks the same. So, Hey, you know, for, for all they know, that's, uh, you know, was part of the ballpark. So why do I, I feel that. like, why do I feel like Tito probably told that to him all the time? Why do I feel yeah, like yeah, Frank, yeah. Francona was just constantly like, Hey, you know, Hey, Yuke, you know, come on. Same thing. Yeah. Hey, Yuke. Hey, hey, Yuke. I can't, do, I can, it's only like Pap, Elsley, Millsley, Yuke. <laughs> I don't know if Yuke really works for that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I got two closing thoughts. All right, hit me. One of them is about Joey Capone. What'd I do? Joey Capone. Oh, dude, no. I knew exactly what this is going to be Thinking that part of his identity is the handshake fist bump thing was preposterous. Oh, yeah, because I've got a lot of things, Steve. No, I don't. <laughs> I've got this. This is That's my bit. I've got Peace Center Joey. Barbershop, and I've got the handshake thing. Joey. And you tweeted it like it's your thought. This You're is like, my oh. closing thought. This is my closing thought. You're going to get the floor. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You're going to get the floor. Joey, here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I know this is, we are what, episode seven? You are getting your feet wet in this field. You have done big things. Don't get me wrong. In this Red Sox podcast, you know, I get it. You're going to have some Joey Capone authentic (laughs) bits and things and items. I got you. Uh, One thing I just can't, that fist bump handshake thing happens to every guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like an every dude thing. That can't be your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody eats airplane food. Yeah. We all know that's Jerry Seinfeld's thing. We all know I, it's, I, I it's a Seinfeld know bit. I didn't I, I didn't know that. Like, what's the deal with airplane food? Oh, no. okay. That line, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a reference to Seinfeld. What I'm saying is, I've been around for five minutes, and I've had two bits. And you're like, oh, that's the one I got to take? I'm that's not, the one see, I got to run this with? Is, you're, I'm saying it on the show because the literal last thing – that the purpose of that was to take a bit. It was that I've, I've had a lot of these, Joey, I've had a lot of these happen in the last week, specifically at Fenway where guys don't know what to do. Yeah. And if anything, it's giving you more of a excuse as to why it happened to you, because it's, it's, I'm seeing it happen a lot. Yeah. And so it's happening a lot. It's more that I'm not sure. Last thing I'm trying to do is steal a bit. I'm not trying to steal a bit. I'm not trying trying to steal a thing. Ah, Oh, get that face. <laughs> ah. Send it to North Dakota. Ah. But anyway, I'm just yeah. saying that is peeing your pants can be your identity. Oh, geez, Louise. Yeah, tough one. I, I had it happen yesterday. I will say that. I did a, a handshake fist bump thing. And yeah. at the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, here we go. And I held out a fist and he held out a hand. And we had a moment where we just looked at it. At, I know. At Dude, like, it's, it's, it happens a lot. I'm sticking fist bump. Are you doing handshake? No, I'm totally cool with a fist bump. I don't really want to be shaking hands anyway. I mean, after like two years of like staying inside, I'm also yeah, slightly more, grossed out touching your hands. More so. COVID issues coming up, especially with socks people. Yeah. Pass. I'm fine. Um, last thing real quick, mini golf etiquette. It, it's for my brother's happy birthday, Dan. Uh, we went out to mini golf for his birthday, and we do this a lot when we're down in Sanibel, and we go to Jungle Golf or the Pirates one, and we went to the Jungle Golf one, and I got to say, Joey, two things that drive me nuts when I'm mini golfing. I take it very seriously. One, an enormous group in front of mm-hmm. you or anywhere in the course. Awful. It's such a no-go. And I hate that certain courses just let it happen. Two, 
when they just don't give a damn at all and they're just kind of hitting the ball around and then hitting it again and having no sense for a whole group just waiting behind you, just like waiting for you. And they're going one by one and waiting for that person to finish. And then the next person goes, pick it the hell up. I got no time for it. It drives me nuts. We go to Pirates Cove all the time on the Cape. And normally people get it. That's that's a big boy course. You don't mess around there. Well, yeah, it's Pirates Cove, dude. It's Pirates Cove. That's like yeah, you don't go there if you're an amateur. Yeah, no, that's the big leagues for mini golf. And so it just drove me nuts too because we have a huge group in front of us, and they were just kind of just you know just messing off. And I I got no time for it, so it drives me nuts. Um, I will go so far as to say if there is like if a mini golf course is just busy, I won't go like I won't do it because I know that it'll bother me the whole time knowing that I'm like probably holding someone up. This is a huge part of it. We went to jungle Mm -hmm. golf instead of the pirate one because it was less busy. And then Mm -hmm. see, this is what sucks when you just get behind the wrong group and they hold up Mm -hmm. the whole damn course. I got I we can't be doing it anymore. If if Mm -hmm. you're listening and you've been a part of a big group before, don't do it this summer. Don't Mm -hmm. do it. No, step up for this. This is wrong. <laughs> Stand up for your rights. Stand um, up for your rights and don't be in a seven-person mini golf group. Don't do it. Yeah, but also if you're if you're behind, don't be rushing people. You know what I mean? Unless oh, there's unless yes. it's egregious. Unless it's egregious. But like my my biggest fear in the world is like going at what I think is a reasonable pace and seeing people just standing like leaning on their putters like at like the tee or whatever it's called. Joey, I'm sure you've seen this mm-hmm. before. I'm glad that we align on this one. When people put their ball down in the little putting setup, oh, while dude. I'm still putting, don't do that. Do not do that. No, but that happens. People will like put the ball down like they're getting ready to hit, but they're just waiting on you to finish up your your putt. Don't do it. Don't do that. No, do that. no. Uh, anyway, anyway, I think that'll do it. I think that'll do it. That was a phenomenal show. That was episode seven of Inside the Monster. We are hoping for a series win in St. Pete. This weekend, Joey, any uh, closing, closing, closing thoughts? I don't like when players wear the scuba head. I think it looks a little silly. That's you know? a great trip closing thought right there. I like that one a lot. Uh, all right. That will do it for us. I am excited to check out the trop again. That was kind of a lie, but um, we'll get some good content up and hopefully I'll see you there. And for Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Socks. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer, mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. Mm-hmm.